Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, today the church holds up for our veneration the life uh, and the martyrdom of St. Agatha. She was an early church virgin and martyr. She was born around the year 231. So quite a while ago, 231 in Catania, or some sources say Palermo, Sicily, to a very wealthy family. Um, all the records of, of Agatha's life always indicate that she was a very, very beautiful woman. And early on in her life, from a very young age, she had this powerful conversion to Christ and she became a a consecrated virgin, which is a very old, it's a vocation that predates religious communities. So even before we've had, uh, you know, Franciscans, Carmelites, before we've had religious communities, the very first sort of religious order, so to speak, was this uh, order of the consecrated virgins. So lay women who made a total vow of celibacy, living in the midst of the world, in union with Christ their bridegroom. We've seen, it's interesting, in the, in the past couple, I don't know, decade or two, there's been a real resurgence of consecrated virgins, especially in the United States. Um, it's a really beautiful, powerful vocation. Anyway, even though she was consecrated to Christ, even though she was given away, even though, even though she was avowed in her love to the Lord, it didn't stop men from being attracted and drawn to her and desiring her. One of those men was this Roman official named Quintianus. Quintianus. He was a high-ranking diplomat who thought that he could force her to break her vow by offering her all sorts of, you know, flattering words and promises and things like that. Picture, he was really a slimy guy. Picture Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. That's kind of who we're talking about. That's who it is. So Quintianus, he was feeling very spurned by Agatha, kind of rebuffing him, all those things. Knowing that she was a Christian, he had her arrested and brought before the judge. Just so happened that he was the judge. Again, what a jerk. Anyway, he expected her to fold and to go back on her vow when she was faced with all the the threat of torture and all the threat of imprisonment and possibly even death, but she simply reaffirmed her belief in God and, and reaffirmed her promise and her vows. And this is what the record says that she, she said. Jesus Christ, Lord of all, you see my heart. You know my desires. Possess all that I am. I am your sheep. Make me worthy to overcome the devil. Well, Quintianus had her imprisoned in a brothel where she was for over a month and she suffered tremendously there. She fought and resisted and all sorts of things. Eventually, Quintianus had her transferred to a prison where she was further tortured in extraordinary ways. He had her stretched on a rack, torn with iron hooks, burned with torches, whipped. And then ultimately, one of the most um, horrendous forms of torture that he chose to inflict upon her was he had her breasts cut off and sent back to prison with the orders of no medicine, no care to be given her. But Jesus and St. Peter came and attended to her wounds, miraculously healing her, which Quintianus didn't even acknowledge. She was eventually killed, and she went home to the Lord in 251. So she, she was around 20 years old. An unbelievable young woman. Here's the question that I want to ask. How did she endure this? 
Look at the lives of any of the martyrs. How, how did any of them endure any of what they suffered in their martyrdoms? The answer that I want to give, it, it's going to sound like, like a first grade PSR quiz, but it's true. Jesus was with them. Jesus was with her. Jesus was in her. Jesus was suffering his passion again in her. In her. I want, to try, I want us to try and see the logic of how this works. That throughout the Old Testament, what you see is God setting up shrines and temples for his presence to dwell amongst his people. God's dwelling among men. And then you fast forward to the New Testament, and you have this person, Jesus. People are responding to him, realizing God's presence is now dwelling in this man. And then this man says, before his ascension, my father and I will come to you, we will make our dwelling in you. So much so that St. Paul then starts saying things like, do you not know that you are the temple of God? Like, you are the place where God dwells. Like, the power that overcame death was in her. That's the point. Like, the person who overcame every bodily torment, including the grave, was dwelling in her. He's dwelling in you. Like, we might not be tortured by Quintianus. We might not be hunted by Roman officials. I, I mean, we're not. But we all have difficult things going on in our lives, difficult things, not least of which is all of our impending death. Every one of us is going to die. But do you not know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know you're a temple of the living God that you have in you resurrection power? He's in you. But in a moment, you're going to step forward and you're going to receive into your body the food of immortality, the, the fruit that hang from the tree of life. Like That has to change something. That has to change how we see things. Like, like, it has to change at least how we see our suffering. Like, I will die. Everyone I love will die. Everything will eventually collapse and crumble and fade, but it's not going to be destroyed. I have in me the greater power of life over death. You have in you the greater power of life over death. And so did Agatha. Like, she was united to him in her life, and she was united to him in her death, and she's united to him in her glory. That's how she suffered and endured what she endured. So friends, let us turn our hearts to that older sister who shows us the way today through her tremendous suffering and her, through her tremendous endurance. And we ask for her prayers today. Amen.